Hello, and welcome to the Good Shit Daily Podcast. The music you're hearing is from the pauses out of Orlando, Florida, and I fucking love this band. You can find them on Bandcamp or Spotify. Go follow them on Facebook and Instagram, pauses. They are amazing. Throw $7 down and buy the digital copy of this album. It's amazing. All the links in the description below. You can also find links to buy their music and listen to them more on my blog at goodshitdaily.com. I had a moment. I'm really good at coming up with dumb analogies or similes or metaphors. I'm really, really good at conveying what I'm feeling in visual forms. And sometimes I just do it to myself without having anyone else around. It's not something I can control. It just happens. The other day I was eating chips and salsa and I didn't have a whole lot of chips left, but I had a fuck ton of salsa. So I was strategic about it. Like you have to put a lot of salsa on the chip, but the chips keep getting smaller. So then what do you do? I had to, first of all, I had two choices at that moment. I could have, I don't know, dumped all the chips in the salsa and like ate it with a spoon like cereal or something. I know people that do that and no hate, like get it in however you need to. That's what she said. But that's not the route that I chose. The route that I chose was to take the biggest chips and eat those first and then take the smaller chips and put them together and try to make bigger chips. I got down to like just crumbs in the bag and I was super impressed with myself that I made the chips last as long as I did. And then I thought, like if I can make chips last that long for salsa, what else am I capable of scraping together out of nothing to make something or to make sure that I'm satisfied and getting what I need or want out of the situation? How can I get everything within me that feels broken and feels small and feels insignificant to create something or get to a point where I'm content, as content as I was when I finished the chips and salsa? That's been on my mind a little bit lately. We're working on it. I actually bought a journal. I went to Barnes & Noble the other day and I got this journal called start where you are it's a journal of self-exploration and I love it (laughs) I have done one page so far you open it and there are watercolors um, on the inside so it's visually pleasing it's very aesthetically pleasing but it also gives you different prompts per page so on the left hand side there's a some sort of motivational quote or picture or something That's uh, visually pleasing for those of us who need that smooth kind of calming um, presence and and the things that we look at and see. And then the other side is a prompt. So today's was list five things that always and immediately bring a smile to your face. And I listed my five things and I'm not going to share all of them because they're private and it's my journal. And but I 
was talking to my daughter earlier on the phone and she said something. She said she had a headache. And I said, well, you should probably drink more water. You know, it's hot outside and you're probably dehydrated. And she goes, mom, I've drank plenty of drinks today. <laughs> and I, and I, I couldn't stop laughing at her. And I told her the first thing that I wrote down on my journal was when monster is a sassy face because it makes me laugh hysterically. This was only, I think this was $16 at Barnes and Noble if I'm not, but my eyesight isn't mistaking me. It's, um, I really enjoy this so far. There's a lot of really good prompts in here I can't wait to get to and explore myself. The other thing I got at Barnes and Noble, I'm trying to work on communication. So I want to put my money where my mouth is and actually really study more. Because I, I took a lot of communication classes in high school and college, so I, I don't have an issue with language and how language is used and how it can be detrimental when it comes to mental health and how it can be helpful when it comes to mental health. But I want to push myself more into it. So I got a, I picked up a book called How to Communicate. Um, it's really good so far. I'll have a full review for you once I finished it. But it goes into public speaking and it talks about um, your body language and how to communicate with family members and talk to children and things like that. So in preparing for the things that I want to do in the next five years, this is, this is a big step. I'm really excited to dive into the world of communication more. It's, it's one of my passions and one of my loves. Some other things that I have coming up soon, I got an invitation in the mail to my friend Justin and Kate's wedding and I squealed when I opened it. I love weddings. I love going to weddings. I love being at weddings. I love seeing people in love and happy and, and you know, the bride and the groom are cute and they're amazing and whatever, but I like seeing all the older couples and all the newer couples and seeing all the different kinds of love that's in the room. I'm always kind of like a wallflower at weddings. The last few that I've been to, I don't, I've been single the last few ones that I've gone to. So it's not been all fun and games. And I stopped drinking in January. So by the time this wedding rolls around, I'll be eight months sober. And it'll be the first wedding that I've gone to where I won't be drinking. And I don't think it, it'll be that much of a problem. I think my anxiety will be high. And I think that I'll have a little bit of the sads because, you know, there'll be love all over and I'll, you know, be alone because <laughs> that's kind of my MO right now. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I'm interested to challenge myself and, and see if I can be you know, the boisterous, fun, extroverted Laura that I always have been without the alcohol again. You know, it's been a while since I've been able to express that with all the anxiety and stressors and things going on the past year. I'm really, really, really excited. They're the best people in the world and they absolutely deserve each other. And I, I cannot wait to see them. Today, though, I want to talk about social media. So if you guys have been following my social media accounts, uh, Good Shit Daily, 
Um, and I have a side spinoff project called The Mental Health Vegan, where I go into m- more of like the vegan lifestyle, plant, plant-based lifestyle, and how that helps with my anxiety and depression and, and, and keeps me on the right track. I was featured in a mental health publication called North by Voy. And the first part of, I believe it's a four-part series, was published. And it's about how to use social media as a self-help tool. And I wanted to touch on that a little bit here because there are a lot of things that I've implemented in my social media and a lot of things happening in social media that I feel it's very important to talk about and have open conversations with people about that we're probably not having or we're too scared to have or we don't know that certain tools or certain features are available within our social media platforms to help keep our mental health at a top priority. If you haven't read the article yet, I'll link that down below as well so you can go and take a look and if you're a reader, you'll really, really like it. North is a great publication. I'm really, really honored to be a part of that. I think that social media can be great as a self-help tool. It can be detrimental in a lot of ways. There's a lot of really dark places on the internet. There are a lot of negative people on the internet, people who are trolls, essentially. And if you're not sh- not sure or not aware of what a troll is, it's basically someone trying to start shit with you for no reason other than they're bored or they feel like it's funny to bully or push someone into being upset with their words online. At the end of the day, though, the same with your mental health and your physical well-being, it's yours. Your mental health is yours. And you can't always control it. Social media is yours. You can't always control it, but you can damn sure filter who comes into it and what content comes into it. The first thing I think that you want to look at is your privacy settings. So if you work for a company that isn't accepting of your mental health condition, but you still feel like you need an outlet, Facebook is a great way and Instagram and Twitter are all great ways to express those feelings in a positive, constructive way and connect with with your friends and family that are are struggling, especially if you're an introvert or if you have um, agoraphobia issues or you you just can't physically get the words out to someone face to face. Social media is a great platform for that, but you can also set all of your shit to private so no one can come in and creep on your stuff and look at you, especially if you're applying for jobs and things like that. The stigma is still there and it sucks that it's there and it sucks that we can't just be open about it all the time. But if you have an employer or have family members even that maybe they're not in tune with mental health and and your particular mental illness, maybe they're just negative people and they don't have anything nice to say, you can shut that down. You can block whoever you want to. You can set everything to private. You can create custom groups on Facebook so that when you post things, it only shows to those specific people. So if you've got a a core group of people, you can put them in a group called best friends or uh, mental health issues or whatever category you want them to be in and just post to those people. You can also set up private groups on Facebook so no one can see them. And, And I'm a part of a couple of those and they're the best things in the world when I'm having a day and I don't want to put anything on on Good Shit Daily. I don't want to put anything out there. Like, 
it's the best way to just communicate with people, especially if they're not in the country, uh, and just vent out my frustrations before I have time to like put my emotions aside and actually act on the frustration that I'm feeling. All of these tools are available to you. You don't have to be a prison to social media. You don't have to put everything out there for everyone all the time. You can be absolutely as selective as you want to with your social media presence. I think there's something to be said also about posting responsibly. Um, A couple of things with that is if you have been on Instagram and you go through the depression or anxiety hashtags, there's a lot of suicide and um, self-mutilation or or self-harm triggers and trigger posts and things that are not the most constructive things to do and say on social media, especially when there are people suffering. And not to say the people posting those things aren't suffering. It's just a misdirected way of trying to get help and and maybe trying to reach out for help. And I don't want anyone to feel guilty for muting those pages or those posts. If you go through the hashtags or you go through a search and you see those, you can mute and block those people or mute and block those accounts for your own mental health. Also, you don't have to accept messages from people. And I'll give you an example. I get a lot of messages on Good Shit Daily and I can't respond to all of them. Sometimes I will, especially if it, you know, sounds serious or if it's just a, you know, a, a random question or if it's something easy. If someone's soliciting something for me, I'm, I'm probably not going to answer just because I, I don't. There's this one person who messaged me, first time was like a year ago, I think, and they were saying how lonely they were and how depressed they were and how they didn't want to go on. And, you know, I, I gave them a lot of, they didn't have money for therapy. They weren't ready to go to therapy yet. You know, they needed someone to talk to. So I gave them all sorts of resources. I sent them to NAMI.org. I sent them to To Write Low on Your Arms, on her arms. I sent them to um, a few other places where there's text lines where you don't have to physically speak to a person, or chat lines and and things like that where um, you can speak with a professional. Because I'm not a professional, I can't talk anyone through their mental health issues. I can listen and I can offer support, but if those words are there that you know they seem like they're on the edge like I can't help with that that's not my place so I reported it also um, because I wanted to make sure someone was paying attention and then all they replied with was no I'm not I'm not ready I'm not ready yet I'm not ready yet so I just didn't reply and left it alone then about six months later I got the same exact message from them and I blocked them because what what honestly can I do it's it's sad and it sucks if it's you know if it's true that this person is struggling so much but it's not my job to fix the world and i can't feel guilty for just trying to stay sane and and keep my wits about me there's no helping everyone so i don't want any of you to feel bad for that you're you're never going to be able to fix people People have to fix themselves. And it's not that, and, the, and that wording is dumb. It's not that you have to fix yourself, you know, that implies that something is broken. And I don't believe that any of us are really broken. I just think that we just need someone to love us. And most of the time, 
the person that we need to love us is us. Boundaries are one of the most important things in life. I found that putting up really strong boundaries for me has saved me a lot of hassle, whether it's allowing myself not to dwell or think about something in my head for too long, whether it's someone approaching me on the street and keeping, you know, my boundaries, you know, keeping them at arm's length physically, you know, having boundaries, or whether it's, do I answer that phone call from one of my coworkers at eight o'clock at night on a Wednesday? Do I, do I let a person come into my personal space if I really don't want them there? Boundaries exist on social media too. If someone comes in to your direct messages or someone is commenting on your stuff or someone is sending you or tagging you in things or sending you messages, you can block that person. I did that with an ex recently and like I didn't want to have to. It's not my job. If I ask you to leave me alone and stop with all the social media bullshit and trying to get your name in front of me, you should stop doing that. I shouldn't have to go around to all of my social media accounts, make sure your name is blocked, make sure I'm not seeing you. It's a pain, but you absolutely can do that. Keep your boundaries strong, always. And I think engaging is great. I think going through the hashtags, finding accounts that you connect with, having conversations, asking open-ended questions, Feeling like you are not alone is amazing, but I will be careful of both sides of the armchair therapy because it happens all the time and I've been guilty of it too and we have to be very mindful that our job isn't to give advice to people unless they specifically are asking and even then you tread lightly because everyone's different. I see a lot of well-meaning people try to give advice on Instagram going through hashtags and all I could think is like man if that were me reading that comment on my post and a lot of people have done this I would feel so defeated like like my feelings didn't matter my struggle didn't matter you just gave me the answer okay cool why didn't I think of that so I think I think we should be careful on both sides if you're going to engage with people about mental health on social media then we need to do it responsibly. And that's just supporting and loving and not putting up with anybody's bullshit. <laughs> I think that that goes both ways. If you see someone belittling someone on their, their page or you know someone saying like, suck it up, get over it, you're just craving attention, blah, blah, blah. I think that it's okay to tell that person that they should fuck off and go comment on something else and just to leave people alone. Sometimes that's all we need is to make a dramatic post on Instagram and who cares? What does it hurt? If you don't like it, don't look at it. The most important part about social media that I can stress to any of you is that we literally do not need to live there. As a social media manager and someone who's been on social media every single day for, you know, years. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's important to take breaks. I think it's important to know that that's not your life. Your life is happening in front of you. It in and I'm not trying to demonize it. I keep I've kept touch with people through social media that are very dear to me, and I would never trade the having those people in my life for 
not being on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or, or LinkedIn or whatever, but I think that it's okay to not live there. I think that it's okay to not have a social media presence. I think it's okay to take a break and come back when you feel like it, especially with all the political nonsense going on and all the negative stuff. It's hard on people who are, are severely empathetic. When the recently the bridge collapsed over in Italy and I was out with my boss and my coworker getting coffee and I was gutted just watching it like I couldn't breathe and they're all like oh yeah that sucks and I'm like oh those people oh their families the car like the cars the bridge like what are they what what happens I had so many questions and you know I don't that's the reason I don't watch the news and it's the same with social media you can turn it off you can mute specific keywords Uh, you on both on Facebook and on Twitter you can mute accounts. You can snooze for 30 days on Facebook. There's all kinds of stuff you can do you know, for your own, your own mental health and your own happiness. You don't have to live there. I promise you there are other things that you can do. The last thing I want to say is something that I've had to remind myself of the last few weeks. If you saw my Instagram live story recently, you know that Instagram has shadow banned me, not only from my own hashtag, but from my followers seeing me. And so it's been a real bummer to have to try to expand my content into other places when Instagram has been so instrumental in building my platform and and reaching people and trying to get these sermon of good shit daily out there. But something I, I have to remind myself of is like I'm not my likes and I'm not how many followers I have and I'm not how many how much engagement and how many impressions and how many people clicked on my website and like all of these like things like I'm not I'm not any of that you know and it's it's also a positive thing, you know, not being able to reach as many people on Instagram because it gives me an opportunity to completely rebrand myself and to put myself out there on different platforms that I hadn't been doing before. This podcast, my, writing more on my blog, being more active on Twitter and Facebook and, and all kinds of other things that are going to be happening soon. At the end of the day, though, you're not how many likes you get. It's not about your engagement rate. It's not about how many times people have seen your posts. It's whether or not you're happy with them and whether or not you're putting out the message you want to see and you want the world to see. I hope that you all are having an amazing week. Some good shit that happened to me this week. I went on a mini escape just a little bit north of me at Philippi Park and uh, climbed the... Indian Mound there. There's a lot of great steps and the and the view of North Tampa Bay is stunning. I love going up there and I forgot how beautiful it was. I haven't been exercising a whole lot lately. I'm getting back into it. It's hard. It's hot. It's sweaty. The heat index is over 100 and sometimes there's not a breeze at all. It's gross, but I'm doing it because I've got that wedding to go to in October. <laughs> And I want to fit into my dresses for the love of everything. So I'm doing it. I appreciate you guys sticking with me and being there and hanging out with me and listening to me ramble on about social media. It's something that's very dear to my heart. And uh, I hope that you take some of these tips with you. What tips would you have for someone who's struggling with 
social media with either their family engaging or people just coming and trolling on their accounts. What would you do? How, how have you handled it in the past? I would love to know. My Instagram handle is good underscore shit underscore daily. Same for Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, good shit daily and goodshitdaily.com. I hope you guys have a wonderful morning, day, evening, night, whatever it is where you are. Take care, everybody.